Welcome to Crow Apocalypse episode 87. Is it? 86. Sure. It's been a little while since we've done this. Mm-hmm. There's now an unreleased middle episode between now and our last official episode that will never get released. I think there's two episodes we missed. Two episodes that we will never see the light of day, just yeah. because for a little while I was deep, deep undercover with the uh, with the KKK. First, right. first Jewish member of the KKK. But you've been a member of them for years. Ah, ah. Research, research, research yeah. for my big role. Like when what's his face down. from the Who had all that research for his book. Yeah, about paedophiles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Taking down the KKK from the inside. Hmm. Secret. Get them all into Jewish stuff. Right. They don't like yarmulkes. They don't like dreidels. They don't like locks and bagels. You know why? Because no one's let them try that shit. I started bringing it in, I was like, this is, you guys got to like, have a look at this. Then you know thy enemy. And what do they do? They have a look. 90% more efficient at killing Jewish people. No. I just, not. I just revolutionized the KKK. I was trying to destroy them. So now I've got a bunch of these KKK guys that are just looking to me for more answers. I don't know what to do. Sure, you don't want me to start this one over? I mean, do again? you have any ideas? Do <laughs> uh, you want to go back in time? You want to commit to that? Go, what? Yeah. Commit to what? That whole thing. I don't know. The KKK, are they big right now? No yeah. one really cares about them, do they? I mean, so, so, I freaking Spike Lee's just made a film. Yeah, that's what I was referring to. Yeah. That's what the bit was I was referring to being the first Jewish member of the KKK. Uh, really? But because I'm so good at work, because I'm Jewish, I've accidentally revolutionised the KKK and made it more efficient, whereas he brought them down from the inside out. That was uh, the joke. All right. It was, obviously, it's a little bit difficult, difficult to follow if you haven't read about the uh, the first black Klansman, but... Hmm. Never mind, Kylo Ren's in it. I'm, I'm going to go see it. Are you going to go see it? Um, don't know, maybe. So, yeah, there are two unreleased episodes that contain things, uh, which we'll never talk of and will never be brought up again in the history of Chris Popular. So this is officially episode 86 slash 87. Not sure where we are. Uh, and how you been in the, in the brief hiatus? Um, I've been sitting here waiting for three weeks ago when you said I'll come up in a bit to record the podcast. So, been a difficult time for me. <laughs> Cheers for bringing that up, Ant. Yeah. Thanks. Been yeah. doing my best. Um, alright, well, you're first this week, so fuck you. What were you reviewing? Well, I suppose we all get off to a big start, shouldn't we? No. Big bang, just no. a big review. You always say to save the stuff for then. Yeah, the I'm going to make sure it's the big thing first. Alright. Yeah, um, I finished watching Power Rangers Lightspeed Rescue. Look at you gulping down your fucking Pepsi. It's so, so cold. Oh. It's almost too cold, but really, it's I just, just had a coffee, room. and I regret it. <laughs> so, Power Rangers Lightspeed Rescue, season... Cool. Seven of Power Rangers? Eight. Season eight of Power Rangers. Only you can tell. Um, This is the first series of Power Rangers that doesn't have any ties at all to the previous shows, apart from the crossover episode they always do every year because they have to do a crossover. So this is a nice full fresh start. Lost Galaxy had some weird ties to the previous stuff. Yeah. Um, but like to be rescue is like imagine like if they took the Power Rangers format and did Thunderbirds with it, and then halfway through the series forgot about the Thunderbirds stuff and kind of just concentrated more on the Power Rangers stuff. Sounds like every episode yeah. of the uh, Power Rangers, basically. But it's got a nice start to it. It's basically like there's um, there's like a demon castle underground. They're summoning a queen to come back to take over the Earth. They're trapped under the ground. They can't take over this area because they've, there's been a city built on it, and they need to wipe the city out so they can build their summoning thing. And the government or whatever agency or something has built this like underwater base, which is the home for the new like Power C-Lab. Rangers. Yeah, like Sea Lab 2020. Um, 
so they've got an underwater base. The demons don't like water, except for the one episode when one of them splashes around in water, and it's never mentioned that that's bad for him. He actually willingly jumps into it. It's odd. But, um, yeah, so they've got the underwater base. When the demons turn up again, they start having to fight him. They put together a team of Power Rangers, of people who are actually qualified at doing sort of, you know, dangerous stuff. There's a firefighter and a rock climbing lady, and a uh, guy's a stunt pilot and stuff, you know. Um, so that it's like proper, uh, you know, they've all got jobs. Now they've got new jobs. They're Power Rangers. And the main thing is it's a mixture of them rescuing people from the disasters that happen because of the monsters, which is nice because it's about time someone gave a shit. Um, and their vehicles at first are all themed around like rescue vehicles. So there's like yeah. a fire truck one and an ambulance truck and they're fucking giant vehicles because of course they are. Um, don't I scratch your I have to do that. I had to do it. I, as you were talking, yeah. I didn't want to do it and I was trying to ignore it, but it really got bad. Uh, I had to itch my testicles. Yeah, yeah. So you've got fire truck, police car. Yeah. yeah. Ambulance. So it's based on the Super Sentai series, Go Go 5. It's probably got a full name, but fuck. I Go Go 5 Extreme yeah. Ice Cream Truck. Um, now, the thing is, the reason why I say the series like kind of forgets its Thunderbirds type stuff as it goes along is because the Japanese series, apparently, from what I understand, when it first came out, people accused it of not being Sentai enough. Okay. Like, And you can kind of see that in this because the Megazord... <laughs> When the Megazord combines, it's not done in that whole, like, it's flying through the air and bits are snapping onto it and it's transforming and all this flashy nonsense and it stuff. It just drives into it. It's really practical. It's like there's two vehicles, pistons come out the back and raise the back ends of the vehicles up to become the lower half of the legs. Yeah. The helicopter picks up one of the trucks and its um, side bits come down, transform, become the top half of the legs and the waist. Mm-hmm. And then, which is the funniest part, the fire truck's got these two mechanical arms that come out and grab the waist and it sort of lifts itself onto the... Top, oh, okay. And then yeah. the helicopter lands on top and turns into the head. And it's yeah. like a really practical transformation sequence. I mean, as practical as transformations into giant robots can get. Yeah. 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 But it's really like, oh, they thought this through. It's kind of neat. But yeah. then as the series goes on, they introduce more Zords. They get more and more fantastical until the point where it's just like blurry lights around them and some CGI bits clicking together. Because <laughs> we have hit the point where they start using CGI. Fuck's sake. Um, but as far as the show goes, like, gets off to a much better start than Lost Galaxy because you actually get an idea of who these people are right at the start. Like they actually have characters and they establish some little little parts of story arcs and stuff for them and stuff like that. Some are resolved mid-series, some take to the end. Um, and it kind of like, they introduce a new ranger because there was no sixth ranger in Go-Go 5. There was only the initial five. So they made up their own ranger for this series, which is the yeah. first time that's been done in Power Rangers, the Titanium Ranger. But because obviously he's not in any of the Japanese footage, it's kind of like you can't use him too often. So he disappears on a... He goes off to find this secret to stop the demons, and there's like an Egyptian burial ground, like just outside this city. It's a weird place. It's very Egyptian. Um, but wait, where is it meant to be? In America, like, like California, I guess. They all usually are California. It's always got a Californian-looking setting. I think it's filmed in New Zealand now. Um, <laughs> yeah, with you know Australians doing New Zealanders doing American accents. Um, like the Rangers are cool enough. They've got a Blue Ranger who does lots of really, really good, solid um, Fist of the North Star style karate sounds when he fights. Lots of yatas and all that sort of cool. stuff. That's yeah. awesome. Like that. He falls in love with a mermaid. Um, when the Rangers are drowning, they don't take advantage of the mermaid situation thing to save them later on in the episodes. <laughs> Whatever. Um, there's a whole missing child thing that gets resolved really quickly. Like they find out there's a. When the Titanium Ranger first comes out, it's like some evil person steals their this titanium ranger experimental suit and it turns out to be the long lost brother and son of the captain and his sister his daughter whatever um and this whole arc happens in like the space of like five episodes 
He like turns up, I'm evil. No, I'm not evil. Maybe I'll help you. Oh, I can't hang around with this team because I'm bad. And it's like, no, don't worry, we like you. And then he joins them. And then there's like a, a snake tattoo that every time he morphs is going to get further up his neck until it kills him. Cool. And that's dealt with two episodes later. Um, so, they go, so they go for that arc very quickly. <laughs> so why, what, well, who gives him the snake tattoo? One of the demons. Oh. It's magic. Um, but it's quite cool. They've established, it's got a Power Rangers thing where it's magic versus technology and this one the Power Rangers the technology the villains are so the magic so it's like Doctor Strange versus Iron Man yeah cool um, they did some smart casting with the villains because in the America, in the Japanese show they're all monsters in suits except for one character who's a Japanese lady yeah. but they made sure they only ever used long shots of her and they just hired some Japanese age, well vaguely Asian looking actress to play her in the show she can't act she's like she's trying her best to get that corny hammy acting but she's very bad like when she when she sees in the script ha 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 as a laugh yeah. she literally says ha 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 which is just, she doesn't have a laugh. She says the words, ha, 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 um, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, um, it does have, though, possibly the best finale of any Power Rangers series. It's like okay. a two-part finale, really well staged up, built up. They destroyed some of the Zords the previous episode. The villains get hold and control the brand new Zord they got in the previous episode. Smashes up the building base. There's a whole escape sequence and like a big old battle going on and... Nice new Zord fight they filmed just for the American show at the end and all this. It's like really, really good finale. Like really good escalation. Have they ever actually done that before recording a whole new ending for... Yeah, Zio had an entirely new ending for that. That was nothing to do with this Japanese show. Um, Because they had that whole bit in Zio where the rangers get turned into giants, which didn't happen in the Japanese show. So they have this whole monster fight where the monsters have made themselves big and they're fighting giant power rangers, which was crazy. (laughs) But um, yeah. It's it's a solid series. It's more solid than Lost Galaxy was, which was only like got good halfway through. Not yeah. as good as Lost Power Rangers in Space, which is like still the pinnacle of what those shows can be. Which is, it's weird how that series is legit good. It's strange. Like yeah, especially really well written. Like, what's weirder is you're you're continuing to put yourself through this. Yeah, like yeah, I'm up to two thousand and one now. I've started Time Force. That's the new series I'm on to, which is the one Paul says is the best. So you remember, you remember like a few years ago I did, I did the Puppet Master films. Yeah. I watched all of them in a row to try and work out. Yeah, that takes a few hours. <laughs> yeah, but it takes a toll on your soul to yeah. watch all that crap. Yeah. Like you are putting yourself, I, I respect what you're doing, but I'm worried about you, Anne. That's okay. I've only got like 18 more series to go. <laughs> There's 25 in all so far. Um, when I get past Time Force, Wild Force is where the midway point is as far as episode numbers go. Okay. Because they do get less episodes as they go on. So I'm nearly halfway through. Fuck's sake. Yeah, but Time Force is good because it's got Vernon Wells in it. Who? The bad guy from Commando. Oh, right, yeah. Bennett. Yeah. Who let off some let steam off some famously. Steam, He's Wait, the villain. He also the villain in... Um... He's in Mad Max 2. And no, he was in... one of the house invaders in um, Weird Science. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, he's a, he's a legend. Good old yeah. Vernon Wells. That series is good so far as well. Quite like it. I reckon it's going to be crap. Uh, yeah. Anyway, all right. You should okay. watch Power Rangers. I'm not going to watch all of fucking Power Rangers. There's <clears throat> there's like a sane thing to do in this situation. There's an insane thing to do. Same thing to do is say, I'm maybe going to watch an episode or two of Power Rangers. Just to you know, see what it's like when I was a kid. And then there's the insane thing where it's like, I'm going to watch every episode of Power Rangers. There's not a thousand episodes. How many are there? There's 873 so far. Great. And you've watched almost 400 and... The 400th episode's in Time Force. Great. Great. I bet, I mean, I'm assuming you're looking forward to the end more than you're looking forward to watching episodes of this. Well, the thing is, I'm not going to get to the end of this before the next series of Ninja Steel or possibly even Beast Morphers starts, so... Great. 
<laughs> I don't know what any of those words meant. All right. Beast Morphers is the next. Oh, is next it? year's one? Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool. Ninja Steel's on now. Great. Fantastic. Yeah. If that ever comes up in any sort of quiz, I'm gonna be glad you gave me that. But mm. if not, that knowledge is gonna rot away in my brain and cause me mm. some sort of horrible. Beast dream. Morphers is good because it's the series they skipped over from 2012 in Japan, and they're translating one of the older Sentai series. Possibly because last year's Sentai series in Japan would be impossible to translate because it was insane. Is it really? It had 11 rangers, and some of them were like crabs and shit. They were like robots and fucking... They were based on star signs. That sounds amazing. Yeah. <laughs> there was a there was a dog ranger or something. Oh, this just sounds amazing. Why not just do yeah. that? New series is uh, Lupin Ranger versus Patra Ranger, and it's a cops and robbers thing. The Lupin Rangers look like characters from Persona. They got like the masks and the top oh, hats yeah, and all yeah, this yeah. shit. Yeah. They look really cool. <laughs> That's right. the new one. Okay, all right. Anyway, anyway Power Rangers, is, if that's done, that's been put away. You've cool. been watching VR Troopers. Yeah, I have. Every episode. Um, I've watched every episode of VR Troopers, all 11 or 12 <laughs> it's more or whatever. Than, it's more than that. It's about that? 40 episodes. Yeah, there I'm was two seasons. That. I'm never going to watch it. And it took five TV shows to make the thing. I am genuinely not going to watch any episodes of VR Rangers. I feel VR like. VR Troopers. VR Troopers. What about Big Bad Beetleborgs? I've watched all of Big Bad Beetleborgs. Mystic watched... Knights of Tiernanog. Who? Mystic Knights of Tiernanog. That was another one. Really? Yeah. Um, I liked Big Bad Beetleborgs when I was a kid, uh, mostly because they genuinely either got martial arts midgets to put on the costumes, or they just had kids fighting. No, they they turned into adult size characters. No, they were short still. No, they weren't. Maybe they were just short actors, but they weren't that. Sh- they weren't kids. Oh, were they not? No, I remember being kids still. Yeah, Big Bad. That was a great. It was a whole Shazam thing, wasn't it? They, they, they yeah, the they, powers they, made they, them. Yeah, Jimmy Carrey came along and he said, "What do you want?" And they were Blubber. like, "I want." I want powers. Blubber. And, and then the Monster Squad happens. Yeah. God, that was a bad program. <laughs> Alright, anyway. Uh, <clears throat> that's not my first review, oddly enough. My first review is going to be Cargo, the new Netflix film starring Martin Freeman. Um, yeah. I saw an advert for that. Did you? You may have also seen the 2004 short film that was seven minutes long. No. Tells the same story. Oh. But better. Did they remake it? They did into an hour and a half, hour and forty minute long. Isn't film. It the transport though, isn't that what it basically no. is or something? No, no, no. What so, cargo? are you ever going to watch it? Probably not. But don't spoil it for people. Okay, well, I won't spoil it for people. All right. So, Martin Freeman plays a doting husband with his wife on a riverboat. Of course. After a recent Smarty catastrophe. Freeman. Yeah. After a recent catastrophe, they are trying to escape the city. So traveling oh, is it like river. a zombie holocaust? Video? Oh my god! Yeah. Don't ruin it for people. Let me. Fucking I think the trailer finish. just alludes let, to it. Let me fucking yeah. finish. So Martin Freeman and his doting wife have recently had a child. She's also on board. They're traveling down the river. They're just gonna try and make their way to freedom. Oh. All right. Their dwindling supplies mean that they have to consider going on land, but they haven't come across a boat. They can't step on land only once every ten years. So they go over to the boat. Oh, David Jones. Uh They go over to the boat and there's some supplies inside. So Martin Freeman steals them. As he's stealing them, he hears a knocking or like a, rat- a rattling sound coming from the cupboard. But still, he takes the supplies, puts them on deck, and he's just like, fuck it, I don't care. Um, and he tells his wife, look, it's safe. It's perfectly safe. i got the supplies. Look, I've got the supplies. And she goes, ah. And he gives her a bottle of wine for their anniversary. She, in her infinite wisdom, thinks, maybe I can go in that boat and get him something for our anniversary because, obviously, he got me something. She goes down there and, uh-oh, zombies. Oh, no. Zombies. Uh, and then she gets bitten. Mm. So, in this world, there the zombie virus has been sort of... I think that it's slowly happened because they've had time to manufacture these kits they give to people that are infected. Yeah. So they have like a small little first aid kit looking thing. 
There's a leaflet, like an airline leaflet about vomiting in bags that tells you what happens when someone gets infected. There's a needle that you just you kill yourself with. And it also has it has like a little like Fitbit style thing that you press and it gives you 48 hours. So it gives you a timer so you know how long it takes for you because it's always 48 hours. That's how long it takes for you to transform. And they also give you uh, wrist restraints and a bike guard just in case, you know, someone was to self-imprison themselves and stop themselves from hurting people. Hmm. Um, the wife is like, I'm infected. It's like, no, you're not infected. We'll go to the hospital. We'll get you sorted. Uh, so they go on land. They steal a car. They drive the car to the direction of the hospital. Uh, but sadly, there's a zombie in the road and they swerve the car and they she gets impaled on a tree going through the windshield and he gets knocked out. He wakes up a little bit later and she has she's transformed to a zombie. Um, and these zombies get puffy eyes and covered in pus on the mouths. Yeah. So like, it's weird. Like, it's like they've got conjunctivitis oh. and then thrush in their mouth. Um, and he's like, oh no, my, lo- my lovely wife, I loved you. Now you're dead. Yeah. Can't sleep with this. Maybe the wound. Mm. Um, so he, um, the little girl starts crying in the back seat. She starts crying. She's like, oh no, my mother's dead. But she's like, you know, kid noises. So it's like, Ugh. don't care what kids say. Um, and uh, Martin Freeman goes to go save the child because the wife has suddenly heard the child. She's she's transformed now. So she's like, I'm going to eat it. Um, and Martin Freeman, in his, again, his infant wisdom is a really bad choice on his behalf as the character anyway. Um, he reaches back to go and get the child. But obviously, you know, doesn't need to do that. His wife is in the seatbelt. She's pinned by a tree. He could just leave his side of the car, go around and then grab the child from the back seat. Yeah. But he's an idiot. Anyway, as he's struggling to get his baby out, he gets bit. And he himself has 48 hours to find an acceptable home for his small child. Now, in the original short, it's really simple. It's just a guy wakes up. He's been bitten. He gets his kid, puts puts the kid on his back and he's sort of teaching the kid even though she's not going to understand, she's not going to be able to remember this. He talks to her about how to survive in the wilderness and stuff like that. And then when he feels himself finally succumbing to the infection, he just basically um, restrains his own hands after setting up like a stick that's attached in the baby carrier yeah. with some meat on the end of it. So, and then he just sort of, as he dies, he then just hopes that his corpse is restrained enough that it can't get the child. And it just keeps walking in a direction, just trying to... And then eventually someone will find it with the kid on its back. Yeah. Um, and, uh, oh, and he screws save her on his chest. So he's got that written on his T-shirt so that people can see. You know, he's really into the band Her. Um, yeah, they've sort of expanded it out and it doesn't really work. It's good in places, but for the most part, it's pretty bad. It's pretty boring. Um, there are some nice, interesting touches. There's very few cast members... Yeah. So you really feel like it's set in Australia. So you really feel the outback. It's weird. It's well shot. It's almost like another character. But the problem is that that lack of noise, that lack of conversation, that lack of real oomph to any of it means that you're seeing stuff every so often. But for the most part, it's just it just sort of goes over your I mean, head. Australia's bad enough of a worry about zombies, man. Yeah. Uh, one of the one of the nice things about the disease is um, one of the nice things. One of the nice things. Uh, yeah. One of the nice designs around the disease is the reason their eyes and their mouths cover up and pass. Is that most of them? That's that's done to protect them from the sunlight. They don't like sunlight. Uh. So what what they do is when someone is infected and they're in the last stages, they find themselves compelled to dig a hole and stick their head in it. <laughs> so there's this quite sad. Like this is probably the best scene in the film. Someone who's infected, they know that they're dying, and their last moments they're talking, but then they're like, they're like, I'm ready, I'm ready. I'm, 
already and they start convulsing and they start just digging hmm. and because there's no physical like there's no in- <coughs> they don't instantly start spewing pus out their fucking eyes there's no you just see this person digging they've still got those clear eyes they still look human and they start just lowering towards it and it's almost like there's like a fight to it like they yeah. don't want to do it and that was that was really nice that's really well acted but then for the most part the rest of it is very quiet it's a very yeah. quiet movie. It's a, a contemplative zombie movie that's more about an adult knowing that their time is coming. Is it as good as Maggie? No, Maggie was actually really good. Yeah, Maggie's great. Did you watch it? Yeah. Yeah, no, I really liked it's it. Only one. Yeah. It's a lot better than Maggie. Is it as good as, what's that romantic one with <laughs> Nicholas Holt? Warm Bodies. Yeah. Warm Bodies is a good movie. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. I like Warm Bodies. Well, I'd see it in the cinema. Ideally, I mean, Cold One's kind of... Weird. I went to go see Warm Bodies in the cinema and I <laughs> liked it. No, you went to see a 12 certificate hop zombie film. It was a 15 here. Yeah? Was it? Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway, I give it. God, it's been a while since I've done this. I give it a. I don't want to give it anything really bad. A TJ Miller Sandra probably Bullock. rape someone. What? Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock. Yeah. Sandra Bullock. She's done some good stuff. But she's also done some real bad stuff. Like, but yeah, I'd say, I'd say Sandra Bullock. Have you seen, have you seen Love Potion number nine? No. It's pretty great. Why, why would I have seen Love Potion number nine? What is that? It's a film starring Sandra Bullock. Oh. What's the one where she stalks that guy? And Tate Donovan. Oh, uh, While You Were Sleeping. No. The other one. Yeah. The other one, where she's the, obsessed with the weatherman. Oh, All About Steve. Yeah, that one. All About Steve. Yeah, that creepy one. I've seen that film. A few times. Oh dear. Anyway, yeah. So your turn. Oh shit. Um, I don't think anything big came out while we were off, did oh, it? For God's sake. Um, do you know what I did watch though? That was what? really fucking good. What? Um, What? Agaretsko. What the fuck is that? Uh, okay, so you know the people who make Hello Kitty and Good Atama and all that sort of stuff, Sanrio. They do all those yeah. little weird cartoon mascots. Yeah. They came up with a character ages ago called Agaretsko or Aggressive Retsko, as people call it. Um, it's a little like. Red Panda, he's painting. Oh, he's the Netflix thing. Yeah. Yeah. And she basically, she's really timid. She gets a job in an office when she's younger and she's all happy that she's going to be a contributing member of society and this is the start of her career in, you know, the job market and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, and then it's sort of like a few years later and she hates her job and her bosses are dicks and they're all bothering her and she hasn't really got many friends and all this sort of stuff. And she bottles up all her anger and her frustrations and goes to a karaoke bar and sings death metal every night. Yeah. And the series is about like just I think it's only like ten episodes long. They're only fifteen minutes each, so you can watch it all in an evening, no troubles. And it's just basically this really nice, strangely like effective, just little story about what it's like working in a horrible office and trying to figure out what you want to do with your life. That you know, against whilst at the same time like hating everything about your life and all this sort of stuff and where it's going. Like when you feel you're completely directionless, but you want you have des- you have dreams, but you can't make them realised, and all this sort of stuff, and they're maybe not the dreams you should have. You know, it's how like, old is this Red Panda? She's like twenty five in the show. Fuck's sake! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, she's younger than me. I feel yeah. exactly the same way all yeah. the time. I think she's meant to be twenty five. I'm pretty sure at the start it said she's twenty when she starts the job. Yeah, but um, yeah, they're all just absolutely freaking fantastic show. Like the characters are beautifully animated. Every character has like a slightly different way they're animated. Like they all have the same art style. But there's emotion to how they move that's unique to each character. Yeah. Um, and there's just characters in like Fenico, who's like a, a deer who's super. She's like, you know, the Japanese always super deadpan girl character that you get in all the animes who's like really attentive, doesn't talk much, 
you know, always has the super high intelligence and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, and she prides herself in being able to figure everyone out by their face, social network status. Yeah. And she pretends to like them just so she can figure out, just to confirm her ideas. And she's like going through, she figured out the cycle to one of the characters' Instagram posts where it's like coffee, breakfast, coffee, breakfast, picture of her thighs. She's showing <laughs> something else in the fight picture that she's just got, but her thighs are the thing that's really part of the picture. Mm. Um, and this character is this other character who's always like, the one who's doing the Instagram post is always trying to impress the bosses. There's one boss in particular who's always angry and all he does is, he says he's really busy, but he's just playing golf in the office. Um, and she just keeps dancing around him going, Sugoi! Which is like Japanese for like cool, awesome, you know, that's amazing. Yeah. She thinks everything he does is amazing. And the whole show's like built around all that and she makes friends with some two people who are in higher ups and they work as mentors to her to try and help her visualise her goals and all this sort of stuff. She joins a yoga club where the um, the lead like there's a yoga trainer there, but the guy who's meant to be the trainer who owns the club is just this big beefy gorilla dude who just says um friggin' protein all the time. It's like all he does is just go protein, which is amazing. Um, yeah, but the whole thing's just built around her gradually building up the confidence to stand up for herself. And you're expecting it to be really explosive the first time she stands up for herself, but it's not. She's just someone sticks a mask on her face like a photocopy on her face and teasing her and she just really timidly says maybe if you just did your work yourself this wouldn't have happened in the first place <laughs> and then it's just the that's the buzz around the office for the rest of the show is how she stood up to us stood up to them for the one time <laughs> but um yeah it's fantastic it's really relatable like oddly relatable despite having all the Japanese anime cartoony characters it's got that real moments where it just like just pulls it straight back down to being real um, and it's it's great. I'm hoping the new, there's supposed to be a second series being commissioned already. And cool. I imagine they might do more episodes. I reckon because those ten episodes were so quick to get through. You could they could. They're only twenty minutes long, aren't they? Fifteen minutes each. Yeah. So it's about it's literally like two and a half hours of show, and it's yeah. like it's fantastic. And it's so weird to see something from the makers of Hello Kitty that's a little bit more adult. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's got a bit more of an adult tone to it. Well, I'm using, well, nowadays Hello Kitty, all the real fans of Hello Kitty are adults now. Yeah, so it kind of works. <laughs> Um, but, um, yeah, there's like also the theme music's like this death metal theme music, but it's set to animations that are like pure cartoony, cutesy cartoon animations. <laughs> so it's her doing a little dance, bobbing her head back and forth in time to the death metal going. <laughs> like that. It's fantastic. Give nice. me a watch. Nice. Um, okay. So. Huh. The problem is that the last two reviews that we're both going to do are big movies and we're going to give our opinions during that big movie moment so should I have something to review on the back end of each of those or should I just review the same thing that you're reviewing but do my part oh, I don't I don't fucking know I'm going to talk about nothing big came out anyway that's like, true there's a couple of things like last week but nothing big came out before that you hit the nail on the head there yeah. I'm going to talk about um, some iPad games I've been playing just talk about one I'm going to talk about an iPad game I've been yeah, playing yeah pick one good iPad game I've been playing This War of Mine that's been well. That's dismal. That's that game that came out ages. I know, but I've only just played it on the. You say fun iPad games. Yeah, this um, war is mine. Yeah, this this war of mine. Yeah, really fun game. Yeah, I bought that in the add-on. Didn't you review the PC version or Xbox version ages ago? Did I? I can't remember. No, I did the last station or whatever it was. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this war of mine for iPad, and this war of mine the little ones. They add on content. Hmm. Um, super depressing. Yeah. But really nice to look at. A really good game for commuting. If anyone has to use an iPad for anything, I recommend getting it. 
it's not really it's not really a hard recommend this one or a soft recommend I bought I bought like a bunch of stuff because it was all like 99p and shit yeah, so you buy games off the iPad store. So I got you're the one who does that. So I got this one of mine and the add-on for nine nine p each, and then I got Baldur's Gate two enhanced edition right. for ninety nine p. That's an old game. And I was like, yeah, we'll play Baldur's Gate two again. Did not install it. Yeah, I will eventually. But yeah, this one of mine. It gets potentially my second recommendation. What is the game about? Oh, right, yeah. yeah. So you're playing um, various people trapped within a um, within a country torn apart by war. And you didn't get you didn't get evacuated when the other civilians did. So you sort of left. And you end up having to do stuff and, and collect stuff to survive. So you have to make hard choices about who lives, who dies, what person gets food, what person doesn't, you know. And it's very difficult. I mean, I'm going to give it... <laughs> you going to vomit? <clears throat> I'm going to give it a Jude Law. All right. I like most of his work. Yeah. I like most of what's happening here. But every so often, you get like a... You get dumb... You get like a bad movie. Like, Jude Law did a lot of them for a while. That remake of Alfie was pretty fucking awful. Yeah. Um, but it would do other good stuff. Like, I didn't hate Guy Ritchie's King Arthur... Did you see it? No. It's kind of a mess, but it's a good, bad mess. Are you looking forward to our 800th Robin Hood film? Fucking. Where they're wearing modern clothes. He looks like the Green Arrow. Yeah, he does. <laughs> He's got a knuckle duster attached to his bow. Did you see that? It, the thing is, I can't tell if it's going the Plunkett McLean route of just being a really silly, like, a modern film in the old times. <laughs> yeah, the old well, days? it seems to be, because they use dialogue that would be modern yeah. dialogue, or are they just bad writers? I don't know, man. I kind of, I I'm I'm gonna approach it with a little bit of. How come Beowulf doesn't get that treatment? Like a million fucking Beowulf films. What they had that really big one, Ray Winston. It's, yeah, that was alright. I like that. I like the CGI one, even though it's nonsense and it doesn't follow Beowulf hardly yeah, at all. I was gonna say. I thought it was fun. <laughs> it was a weird film. Yeah. The Grendel design was problematic. It's all there. Yeah, it just it didn't really work though. It looked very much like PS2 era video game graphics. Whatever, just be. You can't do it. I mean, I might be able to. Show you a go. Yeah, just make your own. I'm bail going Grendel. Film. <gasps> That's a new competition we could do for people. <laughs> just make your own Grendel. Yeah. Your own Grundle. Grundle. <laughs> yeah. But this war is mine. You're saying about it? Oh yeah, like I give it Jude Law. Okay. I like it. <laughs> yeah. And if you haven't seen it, King Arthur Guy Ritchie film. It's all right. Give it a go. I don't like Guy Ritchie's films. Do you not? Nah. What film about what film by Guy Ritchie did you not like? Most of them. Really? Yeah, Revolver's awful. Well, yeah. And I can't lock, stock, and two smoking barrels and snatch a style over substance. And that Sherlock Holmes film was passable, but yeah. What else did he direct? Oh, that fucking terrible film Madonna. Oh, swept away. Yeah, yeah, that was bad. I haven't seen Sherlock Holmes too. What's he doing next? Uh, Sherlock Holmes 3. Nah, he's he's attached to something. He's filming it now. King Arthur 2? Probably. <laughs> Half harder. <laughs> but he's like, yeah, he's he's attached to something. He's doing some film before Sherlock Holmes. 
God, it must be a nightmare to have a franchise now for Robert Downey Jr.'s in it. You got to put like like two thirds of your budget aside just for Robert Downey Jr. Like, how much do you think he got paid for Avengers: Age of Ultron? Quite a bit. Yeah, it was it fifty million for Civil War or something, wasn't it? Um, yeah, it was something like that. But that's his contracted agreement. Like that's his agreed price. He's like the biggest star in the world right now. Is he though? Really? Like, who would you say is bigger than Robert Downey Jr.? It's like what films of his other than the Avengers films? Chef, a really big successful film. Chef, Chef, yeah, he was in Chef. Chef. The yeah. Judge, the Judge, but Kiss Kiss Sherlock Bang Holmes. Bang that made tons of money. Look, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is a great fucking yeah. movie. How much money did it make? A lot, none, loads whatsoever. Sherlock Holmes has made a lot. Nah, not the second one. Benedict Cumberbatch is the better Sherlock. Johnny Lee oh, Miller's the better Sherlock. Fuck you in elementary. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you around right the fucking the kid, ass. Yeah, the guy from Hackers. Is the yeah. Better. And Lucy Liu is his fuckable Watson. Yeah. Fucking ridiculous. It's good. It's fine. Dog shit. What, are you saying Jude Law's not a fuckable Watson? I'd fuck Jude Law. Or Martin Freeman. I'd fuck Martin Freeman. What about Benedict Cumberbatch when he's doing his whole brain thing? He's like, <laughs> and the words are spinning around I his like, head. I like the fact that he was game enough to take pictures, to do to pull poses like otters, <laughs> and then have people take pictures. Like, anyway, This video it. that exists without the special effects somewhere. What do you mean? Of him doing the whole... Oh yeah, yeah. But have you seen have you seen the versions of Doctor Strange where it's Yeah, I've seen them. I've been tempted to download them so I can chroma key out all the green screen. Yeah. <laughs> and chuck him into different situations. Well, he's just running along like an idiot. Yeah. What should be my third of you? Well, I'd go I'd go the older one first and then the new one second. Okay. Because then um, I can talk about that one too. Hold on, what was I gonna review? Um do you want to say it for you? I'm pretty confident we're on the same page here. Black Lightning. That finished. And? Does anyone fucking care anymore? Like, didn't all the audience drop off? Like, seven no, no, did it right. Did it right. Did it? Yeah. In all right, in whose eyes? No, I, I checked the ratings on it. It actually like stayed pretty solid for the whole thing. All right. Yeah. What um, happened at the end? Um, they got locked up in a house, and then it was that you know that bit in Punisher series where he gets locked in the hut in the woods. Yeah. And loads of people attack. They did that, but on a twelve certificate. Fuck's sake. <laughs> um, and then the show just ended. Without any conclusion, <laughs> there was no more. Rock and Roller was an alright film. No, The Man from Uncle. You liked that? I haven't seen that yet. I need to watch that. But you liked the Man from Uncle. I like Henry Cavill's mustache in the new Mission Impossible. <laughs> King of. I like that bit in the new Mission movie. Impossible trailer where he reloads his arms. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it actually even has a sound effect tied to it. Oh, Guy Ritchie's making a new Cockney gangster film. Oh, is it called Cockney Gangster? Yeah, yeah. No, it's called uh, Tough Guys. Tough guys. Yeah, T-O-F-F. Like, oh, it's going to be a bunch of public school kids, isn't it? Yeah. Being a gang. Yeah. That's, that might be quite funny, actually. <laughs> oh, dear. Right, okay. So I won't review Black Lightning then, because no one obviously... No, you you review Black Lightning. Fucking... You do you. Right, Black Lightning was decent. Yeah. It was like... It was a nice balance of, like, being... Saying stuff. Like having good political commentary, social political commentary about, you know, black lives being like used to further, you know, investments of white folk. In this case, they're, you know, cultivating super powered people to create weaponry and chemical wars and all this warfare stuff and all this. And, um, you know, was it Peter Quill's granddad's the bad guy in it? That's cool. Um, the guy who plays Tobias Whale in it is fantastic. Like friggin', he's got like a, a way and in, inclination, intonation on his talking that's like very unique. And he's got that sort of rhythm to him that I think only a rapper as an actor could do. Like most Steph has. 
Mm. Like most stuff you don't see in stuff nowadays, but when he talks in a film, he he has a way with words that just isn't like any other actor. Um, like him in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, his Ford, Ford Prefect, you could buy that he's an alien because he doesn't talk in a in a rhythm that humans have. And he's friggin' brilliant. But um, yeah, Black Lightning was decent. It gradually built up the series. They didn't just give everyone superpowers right at the start. They gradually built the, you know, the curve up of the other characters having their powers and all this sort of stuff. Because yeah. his kids all have powers and all that. Um, oddly enough. Yeah. They make reference to Supergirl, Vixen and Green Arrow in the series. Mm-hmm. But they insist this isn't set in the same universe. I thought they agreed that it was. They've sort of done this whole thing. I think next year there's going to be a crossover whether they like it or not. Yeah. Um, but they've they've the whole series they they were saying no it's not set in that universe as far as we know but they said the same thing with Supergirl didn't they mm. and then halfway through this well towards the end of the series they did that flash crossover didn't they because um, I think it just like when it got off to a bit of a rocky start Supergirl they panicked and okay let's drag in the flash quick but Black Lightning didn't need that and it's only thirteen episodes long which I think Arrow could do with sometimes I think Arrow and Flash could do that like Legends of Tomorrow rockets along at like fifteen eighteen episodes or whatever it is doesn't it mm. like they should do that with the other shows. And I think that's the way it's going in America now. They're going to start knocking down how many episodes there are. It's like the next series of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is only going to have six, ep- um, 12 episodes, isn't it? Yeah. Which is good. I think because it was. last episode, last season was a bloody fucking mess. Yeah, I like the, se- like the series it's on now, but it's been going on a bit. Like, I think The one can- that goes back and forward in time. Yeah. Yeah, it's shit. Nah, I like it. Now, everyone says the season finale for that series is really good. So I have to watch I that disagree. when it comes up. But um, no, it's, it, it's Black Lightning. I think it's solid. Like it's like the good half of Luke Cage, but toned down a little bit. Um, wasn't there? Wasn't there a new Marvel Netflix series recently? No. I know Luke Cage is coming up, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's out in a few weeks. But anyway, but yeah, Black Lightning. It's all it's, it's decent stuff. It's it reminded me a lot of the first series of Arrow, where it seemed like it had a proper, it had a goal and it stuck to it for the whole series. Um, whereas the current series of Arrow kind of feels a bit like they had a goal and then they moved the goalpost and switched it around a bit and. Like, I can't buy that Diaz in the new series of Arrow is that capable of being that much of a mastermind manipulator. I feel like they could have at least just given a little bit of, oh, he's following a plan of something of someone else. But no, it's like some weird fug guy who's a crazy mastermind. Webs. But Arrow didn't have, you know, I think he didn't have that Black Lightning. The big fug guy wasn't the mastermind of everything. He was merely, he's like Starscream. He's like lower down the chain, but he has desire to be the top guy. And it worked well. I liked. Uh, I like that it ended. It was good. You didn't watch it all. It gave James Remar more work. Yeah, James Remar. Remar, um, and also Clark Gregg. Yeah, yeah. Peter Quill's granddad. Yeah. So there you go. It's a good show. Don't be a penis. I disagree, but I liked it to begin with. But it's but. just as soon as like episodes started introducing <laughs> like when you hover, now you get headaches. And it's like great. That's no, that fixly fixes that. It was because the resistors in the thingy, and because it's like his suit is like an extension of his body, and it has to have resistors and circuitry built into it to cope with the electricity he's generating, yeah. or the electricity he's pulling in. So he's like a battery. Yeah. And one of his daughters ends up being like a generator. <sighs> she can make the electricity. She can generate the energy mm. to save his life. It was good stuff. Good too. I reckon. I reckon they'll drag him into the crossover next year. They're doing Batwoman, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Next year, friggin' Sarah Lance is going to bang Batwoman straight away. Like there is no way you can't have the most prominent DC lesbian in a series not have Sarah Lance jump on her. 
Is she prominent? Why is she prominent? She is, though, isn't she? She is. But why is she prominent? Who's a more prominent lesbian in DC? I'm not universe? saying no, no. But lesbians, straight. You shouldn't. You shouldn't. Why is there sexuality? Because so, the artists like to draw girls kissing. Yeah, but look, think of it this way: like, if she didn't kiss a lady and she was straight and she was just a superhero, would that make any difference? It, good for representation. It matters to lesbians. I only said that. Hmm. Right, well, what's your third review? Last review? No, third. Third? Jesus. Avengers Age of Extinction. Age of Extinction. Avengers Skrull War. Skrull War? Secret Wars? Avengers Janet Street Porter. No. <laughs> Finally. It's happening. No, I, uh, Avengers Infinity War. Never heard of it. No? no. Okay, so... This Don't is, spoil it. I'm not going to spoil it. Don't say fuck a bugger. Fuck. Bugger. All right. Um, okay, so um, Avengers Infinity War. Um, it's an interesting film. The end. <laughs> da, 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 da. No, um, Avengers Infinity War. Everybody knows who the Avengers are at this point. They're Marvel's uh, de facto family, aren't they? They're like the big, big hitters of the Marvel Universe. Because they haven't got the Fantastic Four. Because they haven't got the Fantastic Four. Yeah, all the X-Men. All the X-Men. Um, and They've got two X-Men. It's very exciting. <laughs> It's very exciting. There's lots of stuff happening. Mm. Lots of lots of bits and pieces. The general plot is that Thanos, the Mad Titan himself, has has decided to collect the Infinity Gems and make it so that all stones they're called stones in the film, yeah, and undo half of half of all of life on the planet, cut them down, mm. because he believes that uh, in doing so, the natural resource and everything else that the world has. They are better served. The people flourish afterwards. There's more food. They develop easier. Until the next time he needs to... Until the next time he has to snap his fingers. I guess, yeah, because it's not really... It's like putting a band-aid on a severed limb, isn't yeah, it? it is. Really? Well, he's a soldier, so he's yeah. going to think like that. Yeah. But anyway, so Thanos, uh, he comes to Earth. He's in... Well, first he goes to uh, space. Yeah. Meets the Guardians of the Galaxy. They're in it. He doesn't meet the Guardians of the Galaxy. He meets Thor and yeah. Loki first. Yeah, it goes right from Spoilers. the end of Ragnarok. Spoilers. Korg dies. No, you don't see Korg. Korg dies. You don't see so Korg. So does Valkyrie. You don't see Valkyrie. They're on the back half. When when you see the ship at the start, it's been split in half. And what the what they've been saying is that they're in the back half. They were the ones who were spared. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So, Four gets really angry because they kill Valkyrie and Korg. They don't. His new best friends. They're not in it. And... Uh, and then they also kill uh, kill his dad, Odin. Odin died in Thor Ragnarok. And then Thor, his hammer gets broken. That happened in Thor Ragnarok. And then Thanos is like, fuck you, and beats him, goes to squish his head. And Odin's like, no, don't don't squish his head, I need it. And he's like, what for? He said, sex stuff. And then he goes, I'm going to squish it. And then That's not what happens. Heimdall... Heimdall, who um, who plays Idris Elba in this movie. Yes. Um, I'm going to refer to him as Idris Elba from now on, the character, not the actor. Yeah. He uses his powers to send send four to Earth. No, he doesn't. And then Bruce Banner, the Hulk, gets into a fight with Thanos. And he's like, you killed Odin, my best friend, because they're best friends. I don't think you were following the film. And, uh, and then Heimdall's like, hey... Watch out, the floor's opening up below you. It's good five minutes you've wasted now. My spell is 
unfocused and you've now gone through the floor and then Hulk's like, I really don't like heights. I'm not coming out again. Right. And then, and then Bruce Banner goes, I'm weak now and aliens are coming. And then Tony Stark, who is War Machine, says, says, I'll do that. Don't you worry. And then Doctor Strange doesn't have a PhD. Find that interesting. He doesn't have a PhD. Doctor Strange. He's literally a doctor. Doctor Strange turns around and he says, he says, don't worry, I've got a spell for this. And then Tony Stark says, no, dramatic music, I'm going to turn around and look at you. And then he goes out into the street and there's aliens. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you followed the start of Spider-Man story. appears. Spider-Man you just review the film. He's really? late for school. Yeah. No, so he's not. He, he decides, was perfectly on time for school. So he decides to jump out the window of the bus he's on, not a school bus. That was a school it bus. It seems like it's some sort of prison transport for children. Well, because his parents are foreign and he's been separated from them. And he jumps out the window and then goes, I'm going to get to school before anyone else. I'm Spider-Man, fuck you. And then he jumps out the window. Cut to Probably Tony really Stark. the patience of everyone listening to this. Tony thing. Stark is in space. He took a taxi. And he's up there with Spider-Man. I think that, I think that Tony Stark paid the fare because he's quite rich. Guardians of the Galaxy are there. They've had a bad time. One of them got turned into cubes. Another one got turned into springs. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell you which ones. One guy tried to shoot his girlfriend with a bubble gun. Bubble guns don't kill people. Rappers do. Yeah. Um, and, then, and then, you know, Captain America's in there. Did you find it odd that Captain America fought Thanos and didn't just get immediately I'm squished? not sure I saw the same film you saw, based on what you're saying. So... Tony Stark fights Thanos. Yeah, everyone gets a go. But he becomes big and green. Why does Tony... You're going to review the film? I give it seven out of seven and a half. That's like ten minutes you wasted. Okay, do you want to talk about it properly? Probably should. Yeah. Who's your favourite Avenger? Tim. It's a good choice. It's a good choice. Mine's Peter. Yeah. Which one? Quill. <laughs> From Deadpool 2. Yeah. 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 More on that later. Um, okay. All right. Uh, I liked it. I don't know if you did, did or didn't. Uh, I'm assuming you did. You're a massive nerd like me. Um, I liked it a lot. I think that it's a combination of everything that's been happening up to this point. It feels like a natural, natural point for them to sort of rehash the universe if they want to get rid of a bunch of people. Um, some things that I didn't like, characters didn't always feel like they were written by the same people that wrote their films. They weren't. So you got some some instances where some characters would be a bit weird. Four was a big victim of that. Nah, four spot on. Four's great. I really liked him in this film, but he is very much just like soaked up Earth's Earth's culture, despite not being in on Earth for quite a large period of time. Uh, his whole thing in this film was that he's basically completely traumatised and suffering from PTSD and he's not, like, admitting to it. Yeah. that was his, He was the only character in the film that had an arc. I liked <laughs> I liked the line, I lost my dad, I lost my best friend and my brother and... And my hammer. And my hammer. So, not having the best of times, but going to go into battle anyway. <laughs> got to keep up, got to be optimistic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then he gets an eye that Rocket had hidden his bum. Yeah. <laughs> I liked it. I liked it a lot. I was a big fan of it. Um, Spider-Man was great. He 
he has the Iron Spider armor now. Sort of, yeah. Yeah, which is weird. But, you know. They've really escalated him getting flashy suits really quickly. Know, yeah. They I made know. him like the Iron Man of the Sony MCU. Yeah. Um, one of the things I'd like to talk about, Peter Quill. Hmm. He irritated me in this one. Did he? Yeah. I don't know. He's pretty in character. It's fine. I don't know if it was in character, though. Yeah, he's fine. Um, he's not a superheroic person. He's an emotional person. He's emotionally stunted. He'll do stuff, like, out of just impulse. Maybe. You know, he spends, like, half the film being incredibly jealous of Thor, worried that everyone seems to think Thor's the hunkiest guy in the ship when he thought that was his role. Yeah. And then the latter half of the film is him fretting over, you know, trying to save Gamora, and he can't, and he fails. And then that, he's the one who flings off and goes wrong. That was one of my favourite scenes. Where he went to kill her. Hmm. That was really... That was a painful scene. It's a decent film. It's got some really effective moments in it, but it's not really about anything. <laughs> like, no. It doesn't have a thematic point like Black Panther or Thor Ragnarok or friggin' Iron Man 3 had. It was, like, it was just a film about a collection of cool action sequences and a story-building thing. The next one, I think, will have some more meat on its bones, but this was really a race against time. I would agree with you. I would agree with you, except for the force stuff was really good. Yeah, yeah. And Thanos himself. I like when he just stopped himself from dying by not getting killed. Yeah, by the start. That was. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Um, Thanos was really, really good. Really yeah. well realized. Yeah, a bit. Um, yeah, there's sort of like a bit of a. You're supposed to be all emotional about his like caring about Gamora and stuff when you're not really given a reason to believe show why he cares about her that much. Yeah. You get the whole, like, when he picks up her as a kid and takes her in, because, you know, she stands up to him, and he, he likes people who stand up for him. But um, you don't really get any... You, n- you never saw their relationship outside of her being one of his henchmen. Mm. So that's kind of a bit... Yeah. 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 Nice cameo, though, in that scene. Getting um, Red Skull in there. Oh, yeah, yeah, Red Skull, isn't it? Different, yeah, different actor this time. Yeah, different voice. I can't remember who voiced him, it was someone. Um, but yeah, he was back. We always knew he was around. People said no. And it was like, yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'm trying to think of bits that like, I liked the Iron Man versus Thanos fight. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. I liked... Iron Man has bleeding edge armour, or as yeah. close to it as the Marvel films are probably going to get. Yeah. Without yeah. it living inside his skin. Yeah, they're not going to do that ever, are That's they? That's stupid. Well, no, that was alright. <laughs> it's just that was extreme. Do you remember when he was blue? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was the Ultimate Universe. Yeah. Whereas Dad created a force field that was always around him to protect him from everything. Jesus. But it made him blue. That <laughs> um, I know my comics. Yeah. Um, I, I've i got a few issues with it, like you said. Like, there's not enough time for everyone. Yeah. Um, and by the end of this, we're left with not many people left. Um, I get loads of people who think the next one's going to be all about time travel, but I, I don't think it is. Yeah, no. I think there's going to be some alternate reality stuff going on. But I don't think it'll be time travel focused. And it sounds like the Ant-Man film's going to end just at the same point Infinity War ends. Mm. And then those two will bridge together into the next one. But um, it's an interesting enough. It's a decent, enjoyable film. I don't think it's the best of the Avenger films. I, I really like the first one. I think the first Avenger film is a perfect example of how you grapple a whole bunch of characters together, tell a coherent story, and make uh, moments uh, earned in that film. Yeah. I think I, I would agree with you, the first Avengers film is still yeah. better. Age of um, Ultron's got a good themes going on for it, but not a particularly good film. 
No, there's some nice moments in Age of Ultron. Yeah. Ultron goes for way too much slapstick shit, though. <laughs> um, and it does end on yet another film where laser beams going into the sky and they're fighting a million nondescript yeah. monsters. This one doesn't have a laser beam going into the sky. It just has a million nondescript monsters. Mm. Although I do like that they were just like crazy and just like ripping themselves apart to get through a force field. Yeah. Like they were, you, you, there was a little bit of character to them. They were just driven by the desire to kill stuff. Yeah. And you saw them like clawing each other to get to the killing. Um, it was nice to see Wakanda again for a bit, although it's kind of been fucked up. Yeah. Wakanda's been completely fucked. <laughs> yeah. But there's some really good stuff in it. It's just like, not the best one. I, I'm hoping in the next one they resurrect freaking Quicksilver in the process. Because it's weird that he's publicly said he's tied to like a four film contract or something and they killed him in the first film he's in. Mm. That seems odd. I don't know. Maybe they're playing a Scarlet Witch movie. <laughs> what is her character? Where did her accent go? I don't know. Mm. I like the fact they tried to introduce hers and Vision's romance but it was just like who fucking cares? Yeah. No, yeah. what I want is I want the Vision sitcom where he's got a family and he's living on the street and you know, where he's got his whole family living in the suburb suburbs and his wife's calling him while he's fighting monsters and stuff because she needs him to take the kids to school. <laughs> like that's what I want. I want that vision film. Just like I want the Matt Fraction Hawkeye where he's just living in like a living in a slummy fucking apartment. Death Hawkeye teaming up with um Daredevil. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> um Yeah, I liked it. It's it's still a good movie. Like I'll I'll watch it again and again, probably. Um just for the bits I like. And even the bits I don't. Yeah, I would have gone seen it a second time, but I didn't have the money. I don't know <laughs> if I would go see it a second time, you know? Yeah. It's definitely a big, spectacular film to watch on a cinema screen and everything. Yeah. I don't regret seeing it in the cinema. I yeah. do not. And it's an actual widescreen, which the other two Avengers film weren't. Yeah, they were in Letterbox. Yeah, they were in the rubbish widescreen. The friggin' like, made-for-TV widescreen, not... Not nice wide widescreen. What the fuck is wrong with the world where that happens? Well, it's Joss Whedon, isn't it? He yeah. doesn't shoot in 16.9, he shoots for TV. But eh, whatever. But yeah. Avengers yeah. Age of Ultron. Infinity War. That one. You think it's good? What actor do you give it? What? What actor do you didn't score it? Oh, right, I give him Benedict Cumberbatch. He's big right now, isn't he? People like him. Yeah. He mostly does good stuff. Doctor Strange was pretty great in this. Um, he finally uses his fucking powers. Um, not all of them, though. He does a lot of powers. In all his, he uses powers a load in Doctor Strange. Yeah, he doesn't use his actual like, spells, though. He just uses, like, random whips and stuff. That He's he learning. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. I liked I like this. Um, didn't like the fact that Wong was just like, all right, guys. <laughs> Someone's got to protect the base. Yeah. <laughs> you had to go film friggin' Annihilation. That's true. Um, yeah, and I don't like that Ant-Man and uh, Hawkeye just get a throwaway line when they should really be shown, just brief, even if it's just briefly. Yeah. They should be shown in there. Um, like, they're too... The, the characters themselves are too good. Ant-Man offered... Like, Civil War, Ant-Man made a lot of those scenes. Yeah, yeah. And it's ridiculous they haven't just acknowledged him in there. They need to do a proper Hawkeye thing, though. Like they could, you could do a Hawkeye thing where he's teaming up with someone else and have like a buddy cop thing going on. Yeah, like that'd work. You could do a stupid little Hawkeye thing where it was just him doing his doing his actual missions and stuff. Yeah, but they don't like Hawkeye, I guess. No. 
You need someone who's going to take Hawkeye and actually make like a film that works like like they did before, because the first two four films are kind of, you know, lacking in character. But the third one is like a fantastic friggin' film. Mm. But yeah, they need to do that with Hawkeye. Someone needs to grab it and and make a fun, fun action like a spy movie with him throwing arrows at people. It'd be awesome. Just throwing like arrows with boxing gloves and shit on them. Yeah. The cat got with the green eye had the cat one, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> was that ever, was that actually in the show? I can't remember no. if they had that in the show. No. I know they had one of the prop comedy arrows in the show in one episode of Arrow. And they showed it and he's like, Yeah, we're not using that. But yeah. So Age of Ultron. Infinity War. <laughs> that one. It's good. I liked it. Is that about as best you can give? That's about as best saying, yeah. Like it's a weird film to try and rate just because how how much there is to it. Yeah. Like I would prefer if if I could say that there was like a focused message to the whole thing. But there isn't and all no. the other films are in there and they're all trying to be you know, they're trying to vie for power. But it seems a lot of actors getting like a few days' work each. Yeah. <laughs> and stringing it together. But yeah. I do wonder how like how it's going to all come together, like, in the end. Like, yeah. I think it will just be that Iron Man is key to everything. Like, he's the main person who sacrifices himself to transfer... transfer I don't think over. they'll kill anyone like that. Everyone seems to think they're going to kill Cap off, and I don't think so. I think they'll do a whole thing which, like, they're legendary heroes, and they'll turn up for five minutes in someone else's film every now and again. Yeah. If that, you know, or they'll be out there somewhere. Yeah. But yeah. But we're going to get Captain Marvel in the next one, so that'll be fun. I'm looking forward to Captain Marvel. Yeah. That film comes out like literally a month before the fourth Avengers, doesn't it? Yeah. That's silly. There's going to be a, there's going to be a period next year where there's like two Marvel films in the cinema at the same time, potentially one of them cannibalising the other one. I think that, that's kind of taken. the point. Yeah. Anyway. Now your phone's getting in the bloody mic. Sorry, sorry, oh, sorry. Oh, God. Outrageous. What am I going to review for my last review? Deadpool 2. <sighs> Did I see Deadpool 2? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I did. Um, Deadpool 2 came out the other week. <laughs> um, I, it's, it's decent. It's pretty good. I enjoyed it. Um, it's, I don't know if it's like as tight a film as the first one was, because the first one was really like tightly put together, central plot, story revolves around this central highway battle until the end of the film. Mm-hmm. Had a really tight structure to it, and it, it rocketed through, and it felt like Deadpool. It was schizophrenic because of that back and forth pacing, which is what... Deadpool is. It's like the, the structure of the film is an extension of the character. Mm-hmm. This one's not like that. It's like a straightforward A to B plot, which I guess is what they probably want to do for a sequel anyway, because yeah. you want to keep, you know, you want to focus on telling a story. And there is moments in this where there's more of a story being told than the first one, a lot more character stuff going on. Yeah. But basically, the plot is there's a kid who is eventually going to kill someone, and in the future, he murders, as an evil person, he murders Cable's family. So Cable travels back in time to kill the kid. And Deadpool, in the process, is trying to protect the kid, stop Cable killing him, finds out what's going on with the whole thing. He's like, no, give him a chance, because, you know, if we stop him doing this first murder and show that he can be something else, maybe he won't turn into a villain called Fire Fist, was his mm. name. Um, you know, um, but the film is basically it's, it's structured like that. Deadpool gets put in a prison for a bit. There's loads of There's loads of excuses to move characters to new locations for action sequences, it seems. In a lot of the film, it seems to be that they they wanted to have a prison break sequence. They wanted to have a, a truck action sequence. You know, they wanted to have a big gunfight sequence at the end, f- killing paedophiles. Yeah, um, 
but they you know that's what they wanted to structure the film around getting those sequences together like a lot of the action sequences you saw in the trailers are all in the first five minutes where it's like a montage of him going around the world going international yeah which um sounds like the sort of thing that would be the sequel storyline but it's not they they boiled it down to we're going to save a kid and that's what the sequel's about um pacing's a bit off i thought there's loads of bits where it wasn't necessarily that the scenes were slowing down that's bad it was that they were they were doing too much of that before moving on to the next thing that should be happening like they they spend a lot lot of time with Deadpool being depressed after his girlfriend Vanessa gets killed at the start. They put mm-hmm. her in the fridge straight away. Um, obviously, you want to have that, but that's something that you can explore as the film goes on, rather than having like five or six scenes in a row where he's going through that before you get onto the next part of the plot. You could have chopped that down a little quicker and and moved on. Like you know, maybe when even when he first gets to the X Mansion before the whole him moping around there thing happens have the issue where they have to go stop the kid from blowing people up at the school mm-hmm. um, and just have him go like, you know, hey, yeah, I'll tag along. Yeah, great. Like he's denying his morning yeah. instead of diving into it so much. Um, and there's a bit at the end where he's like, you know, he's sort of like saying his goodbyes. He thinks he's going to die and all this sort of stuff. And it drags out way too long. <laughs> um, but that might be the point, to be honest. <laughs> um, but yeah, they bring in X-Force and then kill them all promptly. Spoilers. Um, but just apart from Domino, apart from Domino, yeah, Peter. Domino's fantastic. Domino's, yeah, Domino's great. Yeah, um, people who moaning about her skin not being pale can shut the hell up. Like, <laughs> they're racist fucks. Have yeah. you noticed that the Domino the is a birthmark? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which I thought it was a nice thing. Like all that matters in Domino's story because her skin isn't part of her fucking character. It's just a design they decided to do. Mm. What matters to her is that she's been abused, experimented on, and she's friggin' out in the world using her luck to save people now. Yeah. Um, and that comes across in the film. You find out she had lucky powers. She doesn't know why she's in the situation. You later find out she went to the school that been abusing kids, abusing mutant kids. Mm. So you find out she has gone through some shit. and it's all well, it's the same school she went to. Yeah. So yeah. she's like, yeah. So she sympathises with the kids. So you give her a little bit there. But um, yeah, the whole sequence where she's um, taking over the truck mm. and it's like Deadpool's like on the comms going, look, luck isn't a very sigmatic power and she's like there walking through the streets of car. Yeah. 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 I and mean, she's just like, let's go to the steering wheel, just let's Lady Luck handle it. Yeah. And all this sort of stuff. It's brilliant. Like all those little sequences all coupled together. Um I couldn't believe how racist cable was. Uh killed Black Tom. <laughs> I love that Black Tom's in this film. I know. I found that weird. Like <laughs> yeah, I thought it was funny. <laughs> I can't think of anyone else that like why have him in there? Yeah, you could at least like this should give him his, his shillelagh. Yeah. His power is shit. Yeah. Like they never actually mention what his power is in this film, do they? I don't think. No. But if you don't know, Black Tom's power is channeling sonic beam, sonic waves through fucking wood. Like he he's got the opposite of Doctor Who. Like Doctor Who sonic screwdriver won't work on wood. Well, it wasn't just that. Later on, it was like advanced that he had power over trees. Yeah, yeah. It's just fucking stupid. Brother of uh, Banshee. Yeah. yeah. Fucking stupid. Um, and then like you know, Juggernaut's there, and he's a big CGI monster. Yeah. Which is fine. Looks more like Juggernaut than Vinnie Jones did. Yeah, that's Vinnie for sure. With his like painted rubber abs. Yeah. Um, and they avoided having him say, "I'm the Juggernaut, bitch." Uh, Although they could have done that. Yeah, they could have, but they yeah. didn't. Um, I find it weird. You know how people are going on right now? They say our oh, Star Wars is pushing SJW agendas, and Marvel comics are pushing SJW agendas, mm. and they all moan at those. Why is there no moaning at Deadpool when there's like you know they turned a character black with Domino? There's like the friggin 
um, Negasonic Teenage Warhead's a lesbian in this one, and that was never hey, mentioned hey, in the stop previous one. Labeling her sexuality, she could be bi, she could be maybe, pansexual. Maybe. Stop saying she's a but lesbian. She's got a stop girlfriend. There you go. Yeah. But it's like, do. why? Why is it this one escapes the wrath of all those, you know, idiots? <laughs> is it because they're not old enough to see this film, so they don't know it's it's happening? No, <laughs> it's because everybody loves Yuki. Yeah, they like Deadpool right now. That's what it is. Deadpool's cool. Bye, Yukio. Bye, Wade. <laughs> yeah. Um. But the thing is, you know, you know, if Disney do get the Fox deal and they do buy it, they'll hate Deadpool. They'll remove him. They won't do they'll it. Hate. I reckon they. They Deadpool is be. Deadpool is the one character out of all the ones Fox have worked with. You could just drop him into the Marvel Universe like nothing happened. Because he could just turn up and just be like, oh, hey, I'm in this one now. Awesome. But they just bleep him. Yeah. I yeah. thought that they should have done with that. Because remember the first Deadpool film, there's a whole thing for a while where it might have been a tw- PG-13. Yeah. That could have been a whole thing for the whole film where he's saving this one fuck. Mm. And then someone else says it or something. Well, someone says it in Infinity War. Do they? Yeah, someone says fucking Infinity War. What? Yeah. Did I miss that? No, um, they say it one time in Infinity War, and I caught it just offhanded. Oh, I might have misheard someone saying something else, like, ducks! It's <laughs> like, fuck's sake. Um, I don't know, didn't hear that. But um, Josh Brolin's quite cool as Cable. He's all gruff and angry. He's got his, like, he's got his fanny pack, his little, yeah. his little reference to Rob Liefeld's obsession with pouches. And as he reaches in, you think he's going to get something important, it's like lip balm. <laughs> um, and there's a, nice, there's a nice little stabs at Rob Liefeld in there. Sometimes, like, who gave you those powers? Someone who's really bad at drawing feet? Mm. Um, I Even do... though he didn't actually didn't invent um, Domino. No, he so did. Domino's his character. Is he? Yeah, Domino's one of Laura Blyfield's, yeah, because he did X-Force, Shit. didn't he? He invented all those characters from X-Force. Yeah, well, there you go. Um, but yeah, Rob Liefeld, uh terrible artist. <laughs> yeah. Really Shockingly, bad. no idea what anatomy looks like. Um, just no idea at all. But um, yeah, I, I thought it was a pretty solid superhero movie. Um, it's fun. It's still a bit refreshing, but there was a few moments when they leaned on jokes from the previous films just to do different versions of them. But it's fine, I guess. All sequels kind of do that when they're comedy ones, don't they? Um, you know, pretty much every comedy sequel will lean on jokes the first one did. But yeah, solid film, decent, decent mm. film. Um, I don't think it's better than the first one, but I can happily watch it again, enjoy it. So, <clears throat> what's your review? Your last review? I'm going to quickly talk about Deadpool two. Oh, shit. So, Deadpool 2. Uh, yeah, well, uh, I have problems with it. I like the film as a whole, but you can tell that Ryan Reynolds got to write some of the comedy. Mm. And Ryan Reynolds, despite being a charming guy and being very good at Twitter, is not a comedian. Because what? lots of the jokes fall flat in this one. What? So, it's like low-hanging fruit for a lot of the jokes. Mm. I don't know if you noticed this, but like I could see the punchline before anything yeah, else. Yeah. I mean, and also... What was that weird reference to Rick and Morty? I don't know if you felt thought this was a reference to Rick and Morty, but Detective Baby Legs. Yeah. Uh, like it's almost the exact same premise when he loses his lower half and he's growing his legs back and then he's walking towards him. No. And he does the walk as well. Like, that. Well he's straight up Winnie the Pooh in it there. Yeah, I know. But like <laughs> it, it almost seemed like a reference to Rick and Morty, which was yeah. kind of silly. Um but all in all, isn't it nice to watch a watch a superhero movie where the bad guy isn't going to win the world. Yeah. He's just going to be a serial killer. Yeah. And also the bad guy is Stephen Graham in <laughs> Heavy Prosthetics. Maybe. Yeah, he was... Oh, yeah. Which one? Hang on a second. Which bad the guy? The main bad guy, the actual main bad guy, is the paedophile running the, the kid's home. Oh, it's the guy from uh, World's End. Yeah. Yeah. Stephen Graham. Is it Stephen Graham? Is that his name? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah. Him. 
one who isn't Martin Freeman, Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, or the other tall guy. Yeah. <laughs> him. Paddy McGuinness. Yeah. But yeah, I thought that was cool. It's nice to see him in it. Yeah. Like, I thought it was a bit weird, random, but hey. I liked, I liked uh, Deadpool's line, uh, to proper superhero team up now, you know, because we're killing pedophiles together or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. That action sequence is great. It's yeah. like, can I have one of those guns? No. It's like, okay, well, I'll just, uh, I'll use this brick. And, uh, and that was it. Was, away they go. Yeah. Um, I like the Pinder's arc. Yeah. <laughs> Finally got a taste for blood at the end yeah. of it. Got his, got his blood loss to say. I hope it at the start where he's talking about how he wants to kill yeah. someone and Deadpool's just like straight to the camera, even without any facial expressions. You, yeah. It's like that whole, holy shit. Um, TJ Miller didn't ruin it. Yeah, he's not in it as much. I reckon they cut some stuff out. They must have done because he didn't get much of his yucks. Yeah. His usual yucks, like you smell like a foot wrapped in another foot. Yeah. Um, I liked the fourth wall breaking more in this one. Yeah. Because uh, stuff like no more speaking lines for you, <laughs> things like that, that was good. Um, the whole reference in how much money Deadpool made and how yeah. Logan fucked up everything by killing himself trying yeah. to steal his thunder. Um, I liked, yeah. Um I found Jesus, hmm. not domestically, but worldwide. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a good film. It's funny. It's, it's quick. Um, yeah, like, I just, it was good. It was really, really good. Um, yeah. Far better than I thought it would be. Yeah. I had concerns it was going to be crap. Um, as soon as I found out that the original director was just like, refused to do it because he had creative difficulties with Ryan Reynolds, yeah. or differences. And Ryan Reynolds wanted to do more of the humour and the writing. Um, yeah, this yeah. was directed by um, one of the guys who did John Wick, wasn't it? the one who killed yeah. the dog. Um, the one who did Atomic Blonde, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, same director. Yeah. John Wick 3's out next year, isn't it? It is. Hell yeah. Watched John Wick 2 again a few weeks ago. It's fucking amazing. Yeah. That film. <laughs> yeah. I have my problems with John Wick 2 as well. No. Right. But Deadpool 2's good. Yeah, Deadpool 2's really good. I really like it. Oh no, it's a really good film. Yeah. Um has some weird un uneven moments. Mostly Deadpool just giving up at one point before Cable turns up. <clears throat> Gives up way too quickly, and that's not really like a Deadpool style. He would, you know, go He does down. usually fall into depression for a while, but then the moment he's given a bit of hope, he's like full on going straight yeah. for it. Like the whole one where he loses his um healing ability in the comics and his fingers cut off. And he's just mm. got the glove there, he has to get the gamma radiating blood. As soon as they figure out he needs the gamma blood, he's like, Right, I'm gonna go fight the Hulk. Yeah. Um, just a classic comic, that one. I love that one. Yeah, but all in all, all in all, I liked it a lot. Mm. It was really good. Deserving the title Deadpool 2. Not as good as the first one, but, you know, not far from it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, right, I've got to do another review. Have you now? Fuck. Uh, I played God of War 4. Dad Simulator. God of War 4 is God of War Ascension. I played God of War 7. Sure, why not? Is it seven? Possibly, yeah, because it's if you one, count two, the PSP three. games. Yeah. <laughs> so it's God of War seven. No, wait. It's just called God of War. Is it just God of War? Yeah, God of right. War reboot. So I played God of War. Um, it's pretty good. Looks really nice. Yeah. Um, they've gotten rid of a lot of the uh, quick time events. Kind That's of- a different sort of combat game, isn't it? It's more. Yeah. It's more sort of one-on-one close combat. Like there's there is still crowds and stuff, but yeah. it's the camera's tightly focused, so it wants yeah. you to focus on One what's directly ahead of you, yeah. rather than swinging blades around you like a helicopter. Yeah, um, yeah. and it's a really nice game. It's really nice looking. Mm. It's a very somber tone. Uh, the music's incredible. The acting's very good. It is, it is all in all probably the best 
one of the best games I've played on the PS4. Um, and I've played pretty much all the main stuff and I've jumped on. Better than Skylanders Imaginators? Yeah. Just. Yeah, just better than Skylanders Imaginators. Um, yeah, it's, it's really fucking strong. Really good. Um, I think that, I don't think it's a game I'm going to, like, revisit. I think it's a one play and then done. It's got a whole thing when you finish it, there's still loads you can go and do afterwards. Oh, is it? Yeah, because it's like, you can travel around the world however you want. Oh, really? Yeah. So you can keep going? Yeah. Oh, cool. So uh-huh. there is more to it, but it's like, it's one of those cleaning up everything things after at the end, apparently. Yeah. Oh, well, okay. Maybe, um, you will. maybe you'll keep playing it. Maybe. I mean, I dip back into Mad Max every now and again. Really? Yeah. You're still playing it? Yeah, every now and again. I gave up on Mad Max a while ago. I did, did most of it, I just couldn't really... Oh, the finale to that game is amazing. The whole last, last like, few hours of it is fantastic. Yeah. It's great stuff. But yeah, I need to play God of War eventually, but I've also got a shit ton of games I haven't played. Yeah. <laughs> Paul lent me Final Fantasy fifteen over a year ago. Fucking hell. <laughs> so yeah. I haven't touched that. It's a difficult game to complete anyway. Yeah. Alright. Uh, but yeah, no, God of War 4. It's really fucking strong. Like, it's it's an easy recommend. I think everybody who is... Everybody who's worth listening to is recommended. It's just us. Do you like that you keep saying, boy? Yeah. Yeah. There's like a scene in which you can press square for him to say stuff. Is it? And it's just like, boy... I've seen the photo mode they put into it. No? They put a photo mode in it and you can like make make them smile. Do selfies and stuff. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> I don't know if it's as good as a selfie thing in Yakuza 6 where the characters will pose yeah. behind you. <laughs> well, and in Final Fantasy 15. Yeah. Yeah. More games need that. Good selfie modes. That's yeah. What That's what you need. All right. But they yeah. should, what if they did a Project Zero game where the only way to capture them was through selfies? Ugh. God, you'd have to like stand there taking the selfie and letting them creep up behind you. That'd actually work, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Or have the phone camera out the front, but then you hear something behind you, you have to flick to the face camera ah. to get them bring them behind yeah. you. Yeah. Some of them will, some of them you can feel on the back of your neck. You can yeah. hear them. Yeah, <laughs> have an cool. accessory. It's a fan attached to the back of your neck, blows a bit of cold air on you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like this. I don't like it. Um, but yeah. Like God of War, yeah, it's an easy recommend. I reckon that most people who are going to play it have played it already or have bought it already mm. or, you know. Apparently, it sold like five million copies, which is. I don't know what to. Bit. Don't know what the next big game is. Vampire. Oh, that's the one from Dotnod, didn't it? Mm. Life is Strange, guys. Yeah, yeah, that's coming out real soon. I didn't realize yeah. it was like, it's like June. Yeah, but it's E3 coming up though. You don't really know. There's, yeah, yeah, because Battlefield Five's been announced and New Call of Duty's been announced, but they're like November time. Yeah, um, Nintendo still have a pretty empty slate for a while. Do they? Yeah, because they've they're still releasing their trop. At least Donkey Kong Country Tropical um, Freeze and Hyrule Warriors, but they're like ports of Wii yeah. U games. Their only game they've got that they haven't shown off yet and that they've announced that isn't out yet is Smash Brothers. Yeah. So they've got to have a bunch of stuff at E3, surely. They have a bunch of Smash Brothers stuff. Yeah, there's that rumor about the Star Fox Racing game, which people are moaning about, and I, it's going to be apparently it's going to be like F Zero. So who cares? Yeah, I mean F Zero already had Star Fox shit in it anyway, so why not? Yeah. Like, what do you think? Freaking Falcon, Captain Falcon's car was blue and yellow for just coincidence. It's freaking mm. based on. It's the freaking Star Fox reference. Light at Wars. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, that's this episode. Yeah, you've completed you finally, an episode. Finally did it. Yeah. I pulled my toenail off and it's bleeding. Oh, fucking disgusting. I'm sorry. You pulled my toenails off. Yeah. Sorry, I've got gross ones. <laughs> Mistakes were made. Oh. Sorry. Oh. It's not going anywhere. 
Oh, you better not be getting blood on my floor. I won't get blood on your floor. When I was a kid, I cut my head open at school once and bled on the floor all over the place. And my friend went around putting leaves on the blood because he thought if someone else stepped on the blood, the same thing would happen to them. <laughs> I cut my head by sitting on a table, one of those weird triangular ones. What's wrong with the people that used to, <laughs> used to hang out with? We were school. like seven. All right. You know those tables that are like triangular? Yeah. And it's got the top bit cut off. It's like yeah. a bangle. Um, someone had unscrewed that. So the yeah. top wasn't attached, and I sat it on it. Up. It flung through. I went straight for the middle and cut my head on the metal bit that the screw goes through. Yeah. So he was like, "Yeah, if you start, he thought if someone stepped on the blood, the same thing was happening to them." And I'm like, "It's a pretty big series of events that leads to that happening." It's very strange. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, next week we'll do another episode. Next two weeks. Two weeks we'll do another episode. It won't be a long pause like last time. Yeah. Who knows that's... if I'll have anything to review by then? Yeah, that's true. I'll buy you some stuff. Actually, two weeks. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> well, it's probably WrestleMania. No, WrestleMania's happened. It's probably a wrestling event of some yeah. sort. All right. Well, as always, I've been Matt at Creopocalypse on Twitter, and you've been at, at Mellow Gaming. Oh, sorry, you're Mellow Gaming on YouTube, the most popular Mellow Gaming channel. You might have a new YouTube channel at some point. Really? Yeah. With who? Um, me and Kevin are planning a Super Sentai themed channel where we're going to watch Super Sentais, have a good old laugh about it, and then release like commentary tracks for the Sentais and little short cut down... You're a fucking psychopath. Sentai stuff. You're a fucking madman. But I've picked out a selection of good Sentai, Super Sentai episodes, including the one where... Why are you watching that stuff again? Because it's fucking Japanese coolness. So for now, they can find you uh, as Mellow Gaming, YouTube's most popular Mellow Gaming channel. Mm. And... uh, For now. For now. 604 subscribers. uh, you can also find him on Twitter at LV54SpaceMonkey. That's the end. Of I might be bleeding out. Oh, good. You're going to die. Maybe. Don't get that... Oh. I'm not getting on your carpet. It's gross. I've seen Hellraiser. I know what happens. Oh. Bye. I'm going to go sort this toe out. Bye, guys. Bye.